supplies. What's it say, Mommy? It says Pet Cemetery, honey. It's misspelled, but that's what it says. Ellie, wait a minute! That dog is a bad road, Lois. It's killed a lot of pets, made a lot of kids unhappy. There's something good going with it. This place. Wouldn't plant nothing but corpses here anyway, I guess. How can you call it a good thing? A graveyard for pets killed in the road. Built by broken-hearted children. Well, they have to learn about death somehow, now don't they, Miss Green? Hello. Hi. How's it going? I'm good. My allergies are really irritating me. We were just talking about this at work today. Everyone's allergies are acting up. I feel like it's going to be a really unfortunate year for folks with allergies. Because, like, every time you're going to cough, everyone's going to think it's a COVID cough. Yeah. Um, It's going to be even worse than last year. (laughs) I have to go grocery shopping tomorrow. Well, not have to, but I'm going grocery shopping tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And on my list is Claritin. And I hate buying Claritin because it's so fucking expensive. Yes. Have you tried... This might be a silly question. Um, have you tried Zyrtec? Um, I have not. I don't know. I'm also, you know how I am about pills. I'm weird. You're very weird about pills. I don't like them at all. Sure. <laughs> it just feels wrong swallowing your pill. I don't know if Zyrtec is any cheaper or if it does anything different, but like, I'm under the impression that it's just another allergy medication maybe i'll look into it take a peek i'm Brittany. You? oh i'm fine <laughs> i'm Brittany, and i'm fine um yeah caleb uh is getting scheduled or is scheduled i guess for his first dose of the covid vaccine he goes in tomorrow that's so exciting Caleb yes. got her first dose today and mark is scheduled for friday outstanding because he finally got his email from Ingham County Health Department. Yay! It was really funny. They emailed me last week and they were like, hey, thanks for vaccinating your group. And I was like, cool. I got my first dose two weeks ago. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I'm about ready for my second dose, though, if you want to do it. <laughs> but I, um, I told Kendra and she was like, well, that's good news. You only got it a couple weeks earlier than they really wanted you to then. And I was like, that's a good point. <laughs> yes. I was like, I didn't feel guilty about it anymore. But good. It's Michaela's, nice <laughs> Michaela's grandma just got her first dose. She got the, I think she told me she got the Moderna. Ooh. And I was like, I don't know if the Moderna is any different. I got the Pfizer. That's what Kendra just, got. I said, just be cautious when you get your second dose. Be gentle with yourself. I said, because my second dose knocked me on my ass. I know I'm really worried it was because <laughs> again oh. I hate taking pills and I know that I'm going to have to take you definitely are or something oh yeah keep an eye on your temperature it's yeah it's rough I had a really rough day after my second dose and so my my second dose is scheduled for the first okay that's not bad um, no not bad but um my mom texted me like last week or a couple days ago and she was like hey what would you think about like doing something she mentioned like going to potter park um <gasps> for easter yes. and i was like well assuming that i'm only out of it for a day yes 
When is she Easter like, this year? Uh, it's April 4th. Cool. Um, the only reason I keep track is because I watch Jesus Christ Superstar every year. <laughs> oh, Rayla. Oh, Rayla. <sighs> That's me. That's... <laughs> um, before we actually start this, I'm going to forget this if I don't tell you this right now. Um, so I saw on TikTok all of these people saying that, hey, those fancy, expensive pimple patch things that you see everybody on Instagram has them, you know what I'm talking about, um, where you like put them on your face and they're supposed to like suck your pimples out. Uh, sure. Okay. Well, they're these like <laughs> fancy, expensive things. I'm like, first of all, my acne is bad because I'm a mask and I'm not going to spend a bunch of money on stuff because that's stupid. But plot twist, they're literally just the gel bandages, the hydrocolloidal bandages. So I bought a box of those yesterday and they fucking worked. And I was I don't even shocked. Know what that is. It's like fine. Bandages? Yes. I'll send you a picture. No, what kind of bandages? Yeah, send oh, me a picture. I don't know what they're that the, is. They're the gel bandages. They're called hydrocolloidal bandages. Interesting. They're very, very nice, uh, and they worked for me, which I thought was tight as fuck. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've given up trying to control my acne. Um, Your mask knee? It's not even that, because I don't really, like, leave the house that often. Hmm. I don't know. Hmm. I think it's because I basically had no acne until, like, 2016, 17. Mm-hmm. Like, no acne. Yeah. Clear skin. Yeah. And so, like, everything that everyone else learned when they were in high school. I missed it. To get their acne under control. I don't know anything about it. Same. And I've given up trying to, like, I have a cleanser. I have a moisturizer. Outstanding. I don't know that it does anything. Mm. I had good skin growing up. <laughs> I never really had acne. I would get like a couple pimples here and there, but it wasn't anything too bad. I mean, like, I feel like that's pretty normal. And then now that we have to wear masks, I mean, I'm in my mask eight plus hours a day, five days a week. Right. Plus any other time that I fucking leave the house. So my face just uh, looks like a teeny tiny little pepperoni pizza. And I hate it. <laughs> what is that voice? I don't really know. I couldn't tell you. I'm Brittany. <laughs> I'm Raina. Jesus fucking Christ. This is She's Mosas and Chainsaws. What are we talking about today, Raina? Uh, today we're talking about Pet Cemetery. <laughs> From 1989. Yes, 1989. The original one. Not the remake. No, ma'am. God, have, you, have you seen the remake? No. But it's not good. I want you to know the song that plays in the end credits for this. Oh my god, that's my last note is about the end credit song. I was really hoping that you would pay attention and that you would hear it because you didn't listen to the because you didn't pay attention to the weird one that was at the end of My Bloody Valentine. No, but I did pay. I was waiting the whole movie because I was like, "Hold on, no, I know this song." And Caleb kept singing it. He was like, "I don't want to be buried." In a pet cemetery. And I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the Ramones. And he's like, no, I think it's Dokken because that's who was in 
that one movie that you guys watched, and I've already forgotten which one it was, but it, Dokken was in that last Stephen Dream King Dream Warriors. Movie. Dream Warriors. Dream Weavers. Is that who sings it? Yeah, it's Dokken. No, this one. Oh, this is the Ramones. I was right. Oh, okay. I was like, that didn't sound no, like them. No, <laughs> no, it's the Ramones. I was right, and I was very impressed, and I thought that you would like to know. That's cool. I didn't look up anything about the song. I just wrote the what chorus line because I was like that's fucking hilarious that you don't want to be buried in a pet cemetery that's so funny uh, yeah that's it's the funniest thing okay All right. well. <laughs> I just think it's really funny that like that used to be a thing pet cemeteries that they did it for this they did it for dream warriors they did it for my bloody valentine like like I can't think of a movie that that's happened to <laughs> recently <laughs> That what's happened to where like actual band has done their their shit for them has done like a song specific to the movie. Who sings the song at the end of My Bloody Valentine? Oh, I don't know. Okay, I don't know that it's like a big band. Like I don't. Okay. I just think it's funny that they got someone got paid to write a song specifically about pet cemeteries. Yeah. Um, do you want to guess the budget? <sighs> I <laughs> you don't have to. I do. Sorry, I, I didn't mean for that to be like. <laughs> God damn it! I <sighs> not again. Not again with this fucking budget. No, I'm just trying to put numbers together in my brain. Math is not my strong suit, and I'm just doing my best here. Um. I think that the budget for this was $2.5 million. No. What was the budget? <laughs> 11.5 I was originally going to guess five, and I would have been a lot closer. But I was like, Brittany, you've been <laughs> guessing five million a lot, and that's been wrong. That's true. It's, it has been wrong it has recently. Been wrong. Um, okay. So, so what do you think this made? Okay, the budget was what? 11 what? 11.5. 11.5. Did it make its money back? Yes. And it did well enough to make a sequel, even though the sequel clearly was garbage because I've never seen it. It's pretty funny. I always forget that there's a sequel. I think that this made $100 million. No, this movie made $57.5 million. I, I should just give up. Which, you know, it's still pretty good. That's great. Um, yeah, that's five times its money and then some. Yeah. So this was directed by Mary Lambert. Directed by a lady. Yeah. Familiar, too. I'm going to take a quick jujula of that. Okay. Um, she also directed the sequel, which is interesting. I've never seen the second one. I don't know if I should or not. American director. Uh, so yeah, it's got a sequel. It's got a remake from 2019, which I hate. <laughs> it's. I remember being so mad because like we went and saw it in theaters mm-hmm. because like the trailers. I'm gonna go on my mini rant about the sequel, and I promise I won't bring it up again. <laughs> That's fine. Do whatever, dude. Um. So the trailers for the sequel all show that Ellie is the one that dies not gauge that's incorrect yeah but i was like you know what yeah i understand it's got to be difficult you want to be somewhat original 
you're already making a remake of a very famous book. You want to make your mark, whatever. I'll give it a shot. So I watched it. And it was just not good. And I think at the end of it, I think they're like all the undead. (laughs) It doesn't make sense to me. It's just super weird. That is super weird. So Pet Cemetery has a let's see, has a 59% as an audience score on Rotten Tomatoes. The Mato meter uh lists it as a 51%. Yes. Um Mary Lambert first gained notice in the 1980s for the short films she made for Saturday Night Live and the seminal, often controversial Madonna music videos, including Material Girl, Like a Virgin, and Like a Prayer. She made her first... Like a Prayer is iconic music video. She made her first feature, the pretentious psychological thriller Siesta in 1986, before moving on to the more commercial film adaptation of Stephen King's best-selling thriller Pet Cemetery in 1989. And now you know. Cool. Um... She also had something to do. Oh, she was the director of Tales from the Crypt. Yes, I saw that. There it is. Uh, while we're talking about Rotten Tomatoes, you said it's got a 51%. Yes, ma'am. On the website, on it the... says... What? On the Mato meter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to call it that. Listen, I it's got a trademark after it. It's a registered trademark. That's what it's called. I believe it. <laughs> Uh, it says, Pet Cemetery is a bruising horror flick that wears its quirks on its sleeves to the detriment of its scare factor. Well, okay. <laughs> That's pretty much how I felt about that. I was like, okay. All right, then. Uh, this was shot in Maine. I, that... The screenplay was written by Stephen King. All of those things check out. Yeah. Um... The film rights were originally sold to George A. Romero. Hold on. That name also sounds familiar. Why do I know that name? I'll let you look him up. Because <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know his name. He did Night of the Living Dead, I think. Do, do. Oh, Romero. I was hearing Romero. No, Romero. Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Uh, so they were sold to him in 1984 oh. for $10,000. And Dawn of the Dead. After Stephen King. What do you say? And Dawn of the Dead. He did Dawn of the Dead, too. Isn't that in the same series? I'm not really sure. They were made 10 years apart. I think they I... were. Because there was a lot of movies in the, like, quote-unquote series. Okay. But I could be wrong. I don't know. I've only seen I tr- those two movies once. I trust you. I just, I don't fucking know. <laughs> He made a movie in 1974 called O.J. Simpson, Juice on the Loose. I don't like that. Me neither, but I think it's really funny. <laughs> Juice on the Loose. Um, Stephen King had previously declined other offers for a film adaptation. And then Romero had to back out because he was making something else. And then... So this one lady, Lindsay Doran, she really liked the script and was trying to get it made at Paramount because she be, she was the vice president of production in 1985. 
And every time she brought it up, she was told that there was no demand for Stephen King films. Oh, okay. Um, and then during the 1988 Writers Guild of America strike, Paramount reconsidered because they were facing a potential shortage of new movies. And they were like, well, this script is already done. Let's just make it. So finally, they were going to make the movie. Which is really funny to me. Um, The original cut of the film... The original cut of the film was judged to be too long. So they had to cut a lot of stuff. And the original ending was more ambiguous. Uh, Originally, it would have just shown Rachel walking into the kitchen and then that would have been it instead of the weird zombie makeout thing that we see yeah yeah well and i'm pretty sure that's what happens in the book is like they full-on make <laughs> i could be wrong i just remember vividly like reading something specific about how she looks when she comes back um Originally, with the original ending, Mary Lambert, she said that it was more spooky, a sad and tragic ending, because the audience knows it's not going to be what he wants. She's not going to come back as his wife. The studio said it was too tame. Well. <laughs> Which is fair. I, get that. I could understand. I get that. But, like, I think that's kind of the ambiguousness of Pet Cemetery. The right? ambiguity? Yes. <laughs> The man who plays Judd, Fred Gwynn, Gwynn? plays. I don't know how to plays Herman Munster. Yeah, I didn't know that because I don't know anything about the Munsters. Have you ever seen the Munsters? No. Okay. I just I don't know anything. Listen, there's a difference between I don't know anything about them and I've never seen it before. I've never seen it before. I know him. He was the judge in My Cousin Vinny. I've never seen My Cousin Vinny. <laughs> oh, it's really good. You would love it. Marissa Tomei at her most beautiful. Hold on. I know that name. What is she in? She's in the new Spider-Man movies. Uh, I mean, she's aged beautifully. She is still beautiful. May. But I'm talking about her fashion. She's iconic in My Cousin Vinny. She's beautiful. Yeah, she's great. You should really watch it. For her alone, really. Uh-huh. <laughs> also, um... What's his face from the Karate Kids in it? Mm, uh, Ralph Macchio. Yeah. <laughs> do, do, do. Oh, she's in Avengers Endgame. Yeah, I told you. She's the new Aunt May. Oh! <laughs> huh. Interesting. She's very pretty. I love her. She seems like she would be like so nice she, too. Gorgeous, and she looks like she would be really nice. Um, she just looks like a nice lady. <laughs> the wom- the woman who plays um, Rachel, mm-hmm. is uh, Caleb wanted me to make sure that I said this on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> the mom is Tasha Yar in Star Trek: Next Generation. She was there for That's about cool. one season, and then they killed her off. I guess. I could really see her in a Star Trek uniform. I, I don't know what it is about She her. looks like she could be in a Star Trek uniform. Maybe it's her hair. I, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> she's absolutely gorgeous. Oh, she's very she, Oh, my God. 
but also the dad is very beautiful too. He's God, he's so pretty. I really like the casting. This movie. They did maybe that's part of why I didn't like the sequel. The sequel, John Lithgow plays Judd, who I love him. I think he's great. He's another person who I just think seems like they is would be a nice his person. Name? Oh my god! I just choked on my own spit. I didn't know that was this man's name. <laughs> what did you think his name? I was? don't know. Did you just not know? Him? I didn't know his name. I know him. What do you know him from? Third Rock from the Sun. I was really hoping that that was why you. Did yeah, him. I know him from Third That's Rock. That's why from I the know sun. him too. Mm-hmm. My mom made me watch that. I used to watch it with, with a mom. baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. <laughs> I've also seen him in Harry and the Hendersons. I've never seen that. I had to watch it when I was in the fifth grade. My teacher made us watch it. That's really funny. Yeah, he didn't want to teach, <laughs> and he was like, you know what, fuck it, we're going to watch Harry and the Hendersons. Valid. <laughs> Mr. Collins, sounds good. As long as you're not yelling at us, I'll take anything at this point. That's all that matters. I'll take anything at this point. Um... Critics at the time, Roger really hated this movie. Yeah, no shit. Um, Roger Ebert probably had a fucking coronary watching this. Probably, I don't have anything from him about this. Variety called it undead schlock, dulled by a slasher film mentality. I don't. A guy at the New York Times said. It has some effectively ghoulish moments, but fails mostly because it doesn't trust the audience to do any of the work. The Chicago Tribune gave the film zero out of four stars and called it sickening. Oh! (laughs) Uh, The LA Times says Lambert goes for strong, succinct images and never stops to worry whether there's a lack of credibility or motivation. The Washington Post called it bland, cliched, cheap. Oh, <laughs> wow. Um, just, and I could keep going. There's so many more. Um, this guy, I've never heard of him. Apparently he's a film historian. Leonard Malton. Yeah, I don't know. Called the picture a bomb, which is his lowest possible rating. Well, and declared, despite being a box office smash, this picture's contempt for its audience should be obvious even to undiscriminating moviegoers. Still, vastly superior to its sequel. Oof. Uh, which is really funny because then the last, um, on the Wikipedia page, the last little paragraph is like horror people rating it. Bloody Disgusting rated it 4.5 out of 5 stars and said the plot alone would make for a scary movie, but by injecting excellent atmosphere, capable acting, and generally nightmarish scenes, Pet Cemetery is a truly effective horror flick and well worth the price of admission. Dread Central rated it 4 out of 5 stars and called it one of the best King adaptations. And so it's just, it's interesting to me, again, that like, non-horror people just shouldn't rate horror movies yeah. they don't like it ever and, I, <laughs> and they don't know how to be not biased about and it. i get it it's not for everybody it's not for everyone <laughs> but like you can't that would be like me watching i don't even know i did a movie like a like an like a western or like an old man war movie do you know what i'm talking about 
Yeah. Like saving private Ryan. Sure, sure. Or like bridge over the like, river. Uh, what's, what's that one really old guy? I don't know. He was in Gran Torino. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Yeah, that yep. guy. Like any of his any movies. Any Clint like... Eastwood movies, Bridge Over the River Kwai. Like, like I've seen it. I don't remember it, but I it was because I didn't like it. I wasn't paying attention. I've never. Even heard I of would that. never <laughs> fucking review any of those because they're stupid and I don't like them. And that's fine. I'm going to leave that to somebody who's into it. Right. And like, I understand like being a writer, being a film critic, and like having to go and see. Which, I mean, like, that's the dream, first of all. But, um... Well, you're in luck. We're already halfway there. <laughs> no, if only someone would pay me a ridiculous uh, amount of money. <laughs> if someone would pay me any money to do this, that would be... That'd be tight. <laughs> but, um... Like, I feel... I don't know. Never... I never see film critics that like horror movies. I think it's because there's not... There's usually not a lot to unpack in horror movies. It's not like, ah, yes, it's got the mystery and the appeal of this, that, and the other thing. And it's all tied into this beautiful performance. It's usually like, well, this lady was covered in blood and she screamed real loud, which was great. And I liked the jump scares. (laughs) Like, there's not... It's a different kind of... You have to appreciate different parts of the movie that I think film critics don't normally... That's not their thing. Yeah, I guess. I don't know, man. I can't find any Roger Ebert uh, reviews for the original Pet Cemetery. Apparently, somebody under his name uh, reviewed the 2019 version, but he had already been dead for six years, so I'm not even going to bother to read it. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Rest in peace, Roger Ebert. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Yes, yeah, so you so might as assume well he was a decent guy. Sure. Who just didn't like horror I never movies. heard anything bad about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just gonna assume. He's okay. <laughs> Until I hear otherwise, you were probably all right. Uh, so those are all my previewing notes. I didn't have any previewing I notes. Didn't know. My first note just says Optimus Prime. Why? Well, because he's a he's a big semi truck. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, Raina. <laughs> That would be really that funny. Is such poor taste. How is it in poor taste? I'm picturing Optimus Prime just like r- sprinting down this highway and running over this little kid accidentally. He would. Never. He would never. Optimus Prime would have stopped for Gage. Poor Gage. My first note is: I love the old Paramount intro. <laughs> it just always reminds me of my childhood. That's fair. Um, I do like the idea that we, I mean, we're probably going to disagree on this, to be honest with you. Uh, I like the idea of a pet cemetery. I like the idea of, yeah, if there's a cemetery for people so that we can go and visit our loved ones and, and, you know, do the things. Why not have that for your pets? Why do you think I would disagree? I don't know. I just thought you were going to be like, Brittany, that's stupid. Why would that be I so don't know. Pets are very loved. It's like I saw a tweet um, the other day, and it was like, "Plants are the new pets. Are the pets new children. are the new kids." Yeah. And someone was like, "Well, then what are kids? What are kids? Kids then? are the and world's like, worst kids exotic are exotic pets. animals. You have to be crazy and rich to have them." <laughs> it's very yes. funny. I a hundred percent agree. Yeah. Um, 
No, I think the idea of a normal pet cemetery, like not this, obviously. I think that that's a very sweet idea because I also agree with like Judd's explanation. He's like, what's teaching these kids about death? Like this is an easy way to help way... them process it. Yes. yes. And I think that's really important. And it's something that I wish that they had been able to touch more on in the movie and the book. They really, really go deep into it and why. Like, they obviously talk about Rachel's sister in the movie. Zelda. And Zelda. Um, really scary. <laughs> I think. I agree. I don't like it. I at agree. All. Um. But, like, just her whole issue with death. Rachel's? And I don't know, yeah, Rachel's whole issue with death. And just, like, I don't know if it's, like, the time period, if it's how Stephen King specifically writes. But, like, I wish she had been able to go to therapy. Yes. You know, just, like, as as dumb as it is to be like, well, I, I want this fictional character <laughs> to be able to get the help that she needs like obviously this person is not real but like i see what you're saying no i see if she had been able to go to therapy if therapy had been like a bigger thing a less taboo thing thing, like less taboo yeah more accessible um that like because she's well ellie's gonna be fucked up regardless but like she's definitely gonna even if things had not been so fucked up for this poor right. family she would have passed on all these issues oh, absolutely. to Ellie or to Gage absolutely. about death and it's not necessarily like a bad thing it just is yeah death just happens and like you can't have life without having death it, <laughs> it's just yeah the weave she demands a give and a take yeah it's just so I actually just had this thought recently, to be honest with you. Um, I woke up at like quarter after seven the other day uh, to mm-hmm. get ready to go to work. But I woke up before my alarm did and my brain was just like, first thought of the morning, first thought of the day was, hey, don't forget, uh, you're going to die eventually. <laughs> and I was like, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What the fuck? And my brain was like, oh, yeah. Not only, not only did you not get your full sleep you woke up before your alarm and that's and that was my first thought my brain handed to me was don't forget you're gonna die eventually also um it's it might hurt it might not who really knows you can't ask anybody because you know if they knew they're fucking dead they can't answer you (laughs) so there's that have fun at work today Brittany. um so that was you know something so yeah it's it I just mean, is what it is buddy death is it's it just is. part of it's coming for us all it oh, jesus christ it sure is <laughs> but like there's almost i don't know this movie this story as a whole i shouldn't say movie because i probably read the book more often than i watch the movie um have you ever read this one? hell no i've never read a stephen king book in my life i would recommend this This seems like a good starter (laughs) intro to stephen king um yeah i mean christina is my favorite but this one is one that'll really just make you think you know 
Um, yeah, I just <laughs> all of my notes are there are at least six or seven notes just about the cat. Uh, Winston Churchill. <laughs> I love him so he much. He's such a little so cutie. Cute. He's so cute. And like when the first night in the house and like Rachel goes to look on on, in on Ellie and she's like asleep in bed and Church is just like laying next to her. I'm like, that's just what I want. I looked at Caleb. (laughs) I looked at Caleb and I said, this is how I'm trying to be with Cece. Yeah. This is all I want. But Cece's not a cuddler. She's she likes to sit and be touched on her own terms. And that's it. And that's fair. I respect that. Yeah. You gotta respect that. I sure do. More power to you, baby. Um, I thought that the some of the opening music or the music close to the beginning of this movie reminded me of the Amityville horror music. Oh, yeah. Okay. Same. Okay, cool. I'm glad (laughs) we're on the same page there. Well, because I was like taking my previewing notes and then like the movie started and the song started and I was like, it kind of sounds like a mix it vaguely sounds like amityville horror it kind of sounds like poltergeist a little poultry bit ghost. poultry ghost poultry ghost <laughs> um yeah so i think that just like maybe music sounded the same. i don't know i don't know this was a solid... horror, horror movies like it was kind of just like the basis well, maybe because <laughs> when did poltergeist come out 87 Mm, probably. I don't want to scroll back. I don't want to scroll back and look either, but that sounds correct to me. It was in the 80s. Yes? Okay. Maybe it was just horror movies in the 80s because Amityville came out in 79. Poltergeist was 82. I was only five years off. (laughs) I don't know. Well, and you know, it's just eerie. Yes, absolutely. Um, um, the cemetery itself. I don't know if you noticed this. Um, if not, that's fine because this is my job. The <laughs> cemetery itself, the pet cemetery, is in almost a spiral shape, yeah. which is a big thing in paganism. Um, okay, I figured it meant something because it's a very stylish choice. It's sure not typically is. so. I don't know if this is why they did it, but this is, I mean, this is what I can tell you about spirals in paganism. Um, there is a big, like the big Yule festival at the end of the year um, that many pagans okay. celebrate. One way to celebrate is doing a, um, like a candle spiral or like a rock spiral. And one of the ways that like during the spring holidays, when things like start to get greener and open back up, um, one of the ways to celebrate is to do, like a labyrinth which is typically also in a circle or in a spiral of some sort and it represents the journey inward it has to do with like examining yourself and what you're about and like sorting your own shit out basically what do you want to keep what do you want to throw away what are habits that you have that you want to put more effort into what are things that you want out of your life how are you planning on taking action on that so yeah I thought that it was interesting because it was like, okay, I don't know why you would make a pet cemetery that shape, but I think it would make sense to have a people cemetery that shape, you know, as you're going in, it's like, okay, you're contemplating your life. You're thinking, hey, 
what are habits that I want to continue? What are habits I want to cut out of my life? What are lessons I can learn from my deceased relative that I'm coming to visit? I don't know. That's where my brain went with it. I don't know if that's right or not, but that's, that's my hot take. That's I guess it is now. No, I was saying. That's oh, I thought you were. I thought it was like that's a hot that's take. That's a hot take. I was, I, sure, why not? Fuck it. Um, is sorry, no, I'm just skimming good. over my notes. They're really is, funny. Is the um, quote "the heart is the man's" or "a man's heart is stonier"? Is that from something else? The soil of a man's heart is stonier, Lewis. I'll come to um, you. I don't know. <laughs> Pax, Pasco is so Pasco. weird. And also, every every time I say his name or I think about it, I always want to say Pascal. And I'm like, that's not, that's not what it is. <laughs> um, I don't think it's from anything. I think it's just... I think it's just Stephen King. I think it's just Stephen King. Because he's the only thing that comes up when you search it. Um, I want to talk about Judd. I love Judd. <laughs> he is so my my third note is I love Judd. He makes me very sad. Yeah. So in the in the book, he his wife is alive. Oh, she's got like really bad arthritis. Oh, and at some point, she dies, like in the book. And so going to her funeral is one of the things that happens. Um, and yet another thing of death and introducing Ellie to that concept and Rachel freaking out. Um, just very sad, you know, just thinking about Judd just all by himself. Yes, think? sorry. I'm, through this. Okay. <laughs> I'm listening to you, but I'm also scrolling through this article trying to figure out if I can find out where... Um, a man's heart is stonier is from. It looks like it might be a reference to something, but I'm just kind of vague. Anyway, yes, no, I think it's very fucking bad. <coughs> I think Judd deserves nice, happy things, and I think it's really unfortunate that we have to attend his wife's funeral in the book. I was under the impression that the woman who hung herself was Judd's wife. Who no. is that? See, that's one of the... She is, like, a nanny, essentially. Oh. For Ellie. She has stomach cancer. Um, okay. Yes. Um, it's again, what one of my notes, it just says Rip Missy, comma, this movie has pacing issues. Sure does. I feel like in the movie they could have cut her completely. Absolutely. Because you don't get to find anything out about her. Like there's no point. I think she serves it doesn't I think sense. she serves as a plot device a little bit because that's one of the first intros to death that Ellie has where Lewis has to sit down and be like, here's what might happen after we die. Some people think this and some people think this and some people think this. And here's but what like, I think. Which is, yeah, which is, the, I'm sure that's like what she represents in the book as well. Because again, death is all around us. Death is all around like, That's the title. That's the title. Pet Cemetery. <laughs> death is all around us. Um, but, like, I feel like they could have just included Judd's wife and cut Missy for how much Missy had an impact on anything. Because she's barely introduced at all. All you find out is that she's who told 
Ellie, the church is getting his nuts cut. Which I think is hilarious. <laughs> Very funny. Ellie is adorable. She's so cute. But also Gage um, is very, very cute too. They picked So part of they the, picked part very of the reason kids. this movie Part of the reason this movie always freaked me out when I was younger was because Gage looks like a blonde version of one of my cousins when he was younger. Oh. And so that always freaked me <laughs> out. I didn't like that at all. Um Do you want to talk about how Ellie basically has the shining? Yes, I sure do. <laughs> I sure fucking do. I looked at Caleb. Um, I said, "This is gonna be if we ever have kids. This is gonna be our fucking kids." <laughs> just yelling, just all yelling the all the time. They're gonna be like, "Mom, the ghost in the hallway. You said such and such and such and such." And I'll be like, "I know. Just ignore him." Like, what? <laughs> I know that sounds like Fred. Like, what? You know that it just checks out or like she'll wake up and be like mom I had this dream where such and such I'm like great now we gotta fucking batten down the hatches <laughs> thanks kid um, I'm just skimming my notes can you I hear sure that? Can. the car is a motorcycle super uh-huh. Um, my notes get really just like little things like Here's one that says, white sheets, muddy feet. (laughs) (laughs) One that just says, ah, Zelda. Is it ah, like, ah, yes? Get the baby, get the baby. Is it ah, like, ah, yes? Or is it ah, like, ah? That one. Second one. Ah, Zelda! (laughs) She's She's spooky. They did a really good job. Yeah. I want to talk to you about judd and lewis i want to i want to talk to you about i (laughs) I want to talk to you about why i don't think judd should have even brought up the old micmac cemetery judd you should have learned your lesson with tommy what's his face and 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 with (laughs) your dog and i just you you know better why would you even bring this up to Lewis. It's but also both of you are responsible here. You're really gonna defile this indigenous burial ground. You're gonna you're gonna defile this Micmac burial ground with a fucking cat. Which is something that we can dive into because that's really unfortunately a big theme in like basically any Stephen King book. Defiling Indian burial grounds? Yeah, and like, bringing it up and I'm like, and that's maybe okay, like, once or twice, but like, he does it a lot, and he's a white guy. Stephen King. And this is the 80s. Yeah, like, you can't just go making shit up about, potentially making shit up. I don't don't know know anything anything about about Micmac people, so I'm not gonna say one thing or another. I'm not going to presume to know. But I am going to go ahead and. But I'm willing yeah. to bet that Stephen King also. I'm doesn't. also willing to. I'm willing to guess that in Micmac traditions, it's not acceptable to bury pets with people like that. I don't know. I, you about know, that. It, I mean, 
I'm not willing to bet anything. Every, Every culture, culture is a little different. different. I was going to say weird. No. I'm like, no, Every culture is a different. little weird. Everybody's About got burials. something that's fucking weird. Everybody has something that's weird. But I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say you probably shouldn't bury your cat in a people cemetery. That just seems disrespectful to me. I don't know. That's my second hot take of the evening. <laughs> um, I don't know that I blame Judd for telling Lewis. I, I feel like in this story, in this universe, where this is something that exists, and... Judd has had these experiences with the pet cemetery that um, whatever I don't I don't know if I want to say mystical force because that seems <laughs> derogatory but like that's what they yeah. treat it as right yeah this evil that brings back pets and people the wrong way in an evil way in a worse way it wants to do that like you know it it feeds off of whatever I feel like one could argue that it reached out and whatever used its power to like word vomit Judd into telling Lewis all these things. Sure. You know what I mean? Because he, he expresses regret like immediately. I shouldn't have told you that. Yeah, he's like, well, fuck. No, don't. I have to forget, forget it. <laughs> but at the same time. I need to talk about that. But at the same time, is this not like Hagrid who's like, fuck, I shouldn't have told you that. I shouldn't have told you that. But at the end of the day, you did tell them that Hagrid. And it's kind of your fault. I don't know. I see both sides to this. I think Hagrid is more to blame. Oh, Hagrid, you sweet, sweet little fool. I never thought I'd say. You sweet little fool. I just love you. Um. I don't know. It's weird. It's complicated. Well, when Jen talks about it, after Gage dies, and he's like, I, he talks about, like, how he shouldn't have brought it up because it, because that's why Gage died. Because? Because you immediately asked, could a, has a person ever been buried there? And whatever evil thing is living out there is like, well, hold on, he's already thinking about it. All I gotta do is kill one of his kids. The way I interpreted that was because Judd had brought it up to Lewis that like, hey, if you bury this cat out there it'll come back to life. The universe is like everything has to be in balance. That's just the way that nature works. So like by bringing one thing back, something else has to die. And it's probably going to be a bigger deal because it's kind of a big deal to bring something back to life. So yeah, we're going to fucking kill your kid. Interesting. That's not how that's I how I interpreted it. it, and that's why when he buried Gage, that's why Rachel died. Interesting. That's 
It's an interesting yeah. way of thinking about it. That's not ever how the, I view it. I always I view it as the evil thing is reaching out. It wants to keep feeding. And it knows that Lewis is already vulnerable. I mean, maybe. But, like, what is it actually feeding on? Because I didn't I didn't get the vibe that mm. it was, like, a creature. Maybe it just wants to spread. I didn't get the vibe that it was a creature or a being or even necessarily to, that it was evil. They just kept saying the ground, the, the ground went sour. The land went sour. And that just, I mean, it just be like that sometimes. <laughs> the universe, the weave, whatever you want to call it. Like, she demands a give and a take. Did you say the, the weave? The weave, yes. Like, the weave of, of space-time, yes. Demands a give and a take. I hear weave, I think wig. No. <laughs> no. I don't I know like, you anything. I know very little about that. The weave with a capital W. The weave of space-time. I've never heard that. Demands a give and a take. It has to be... Like if you take something, something has to be taken from somewhere else. You can't just like poof, there it is. No, I don't you know what you're saying. I, that's the way my brain put these pieces together. Maybe that's just the lens I'm viewing this film through. <laughs> I don't think that there's a right or a wrong. Let's answer. call Stephen King. Let's call Mary Lambert up. Get him on a conference call. Hey, Steven, <laughs> it's me. What's up, Steve? How you been? Jesus. Hey, I'm my good buddy, Steve King. Um, I just want to mention how sad just um the bloody shoe That's is. That's exactly what I said. I said there's nothing more ominous than a single bloody toddler shoe. Because, like, there's, there's no need and there's no way that they would have shown the corpse of a Absolutely. baby. Like yeah, that. not like that. Not. No, there's like no way that that would be even no. remotely okay. But the shoe is. But just showing. The, the shoe, shoe is haunting by itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's really sad. It's more than just sad. Really it's scared. Like it sent chills down my spine. Like yeah. I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about it and like not in a pleasant way. Um. And then I just want to mention the stupid father-in-law. Bro, I have a whole note about him. Fuck that. I just... It's so fucked up. Like At a funeral? And grief makes people act in all kinds of ways. Everyone's affected differently. But, like... I just I'm going to go out on a limb here. Yes, (laughs) grief affects everybody differently. Speaking from personal experience, I've never tried to fight anybody at a funeral. (laughs) You know, yeah. I think that that's so extremely fucked up. Like, can you not just yeah. wait the 15, 20 minutes until everyone is out of the sanctuary to like start talking to your fa- your son-in-law about why you think it's his fault that your grandson is dead? Like, when he says something about like, I told her that like marrying you was the biggest mistake, something about like, she's going to get something bad yeah. was gonna happen gonna, i don't remember the, exactly what the said, worst but like, like grief and heartache more than she could ever imagine or something which like i can't ever imagine saying that like i'm not someone that wants kids i don't ever think about having kids that's just not me but like i can't imagine having a daughter 
and saying those words to her about whoever she's I also can't imagine like they would have to be like a fucking serial killer for me to say I also can't imagine looking at my son-in-law and saying that to his face and saying yeah I said this to my daughter about you you piece of shit so, and Lewis seems like a fine enough guy. He's a he's doctor. He's a fucking MD, dude. He saves people's lives. Do you really think that it was his plan to let your grandson die? Are you fucking kidding right. me? It's really, really fucked up. I would have beat the father-in-law's mm. ass right then and there. And then later when Rachel takes Ellie to go, like, back to Chicago with her parents. And they shake hands? And when what is it? Luke and the father-in-law yeah. shake hands? Yeah, they shake hands, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry about that. I'm like, what What do you mean? My bad. No, we, we're not gonna move past My bad, that, sorry. That you interrupted my two-year-old son's funeral and knocked the casket over so that he almost fell out? Shockingly, no, we're, I would not get past no. that. And obviously, Lewis has got other things on his mind. He's going to go bury <laughs> dig up his son and bury him in sour ground. But, like, I'd be like, no, shut the fuck up. Don't speak to me. Also, though, can we, this is still mostly on topic. Can we talk <laughs> about how tiny Gage's casket was? <clears throat> that broke my fucking heart. Oh, my God. Small caskets. Break my heart. They're it, so sad. And I mean, yeah. it's an obvious reason. Like, we all get it, right? Yeah. Like, babies shouldn't yes. die. <laughs> but it just, Ideally, oh, no. God. <laughs> just seeing that teeny tiny, just the idiotiest, idiotiest little cat. So oh, small. my God. It, like, I've seen suitcases bigger. It just breaks my heart. Really it just breaks up. my heart. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things, right, about this story that's just... Mm. Mm-hmm. Sad and Absolutely. scary. It reminded me of, and this is a very different genre, very different movie. Um, it reminded me of that scene in My Girl where Veda is like oh coming out. His glasses. He can't, he can't see, see without his glasses. glasses. Oh, Veda. That's what it reminds me I can't tell me. you. I think about that like Same. once a week. The teeniest, <laughs> tiniest little casket, just tiny little Thomas J laying in there. That's what I was picturing. Oh, God. Truly the saddest (laughs) That's You named, like, the one thing that's sadder. (laughs) Brittany, pick one thing that's sadder than this two-year-old in a casket. Hey, have you ever seen the movie My Girl? (laughs) God. It's so sad. It's so fucking sad. He just loved her so much. Oh, my God. (laughs) He just wanted to get her ring back. He loved her so much. And all she wanted to do was Macaulay Culkin he was so sure cute. was. God. Anyway, back to Pet Cemetery. Yeah, oh my Jesus god. Jesus Christ. Um, I <laughs> when Jen dies, first of all, another thing I think about like all the time, someone slashing my ankle. I don't so know. So Caleb. I think it's hundred percent because of yeah. this movie. But like I'm not, like, scared of it happening. I just think about it happening. Caleb is scared like, of it happening. Hmm. Like, he had to look away. It frightens him. I mean, it's, it's I mean, it's, it's terrible. You know, I've been shaving my legs it's for a scary. long time. 
I've come awful fucking close to cutting my <laughs> Maybe, maybe that's it. Like, it doesn't scare me. I just, I just live it. in constant fear. I'm like, I'm like what? what if someone was good? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, either this is going to happen or it's not. I'm going to be fine or I'm going to die. And be like, <laughs> like, you just think about it. I'm like, how fast would I go down? Would I, go I would down? think pretty quick. Well, yeah, you would absolutely go down. I mean, the tendon holds your... But, like, you know how, like, the instinct is when you hit your toe or something or you jam your foot on yeah. something to lift it up? I wonder if I would have that <laughs> reaction. I mean, you might, but at the end of the day, like, that tendon is what holds the rest of your muscles and shit in place for your leg. No, I understand. Oh, yeah. I understand oh, yeah. that. It's game over, bud. <laughs> yeah, just think about that sometimes. Um, but when Judd dies, my note just says, poor Judd is dead. <laughs> Stop that. Poor Judd is it. dead. Poor Judd dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, when Gage, uh, when Rachel walks in and sees Gage all dressed up uh, after he kills Judd, he looks like the scary baby in that scary painting at her mom and dad's house. Oh, I don't... hilarious, because my note just says LMAO Gage in this top hat, though. He looks like <laughs> the scary baby in that scary painting, and I don't get it. I don't understand it, but it's the same image. Because it's probably something that freaked her out. It might be something that got cut. Probably. Honestly. Like, her reaction to that. I would love to see an uncut version of this. I'm really... I'm honestly confused that, like, Paramount was like, oh no, it's too long. Because this is like an hour yeah, and a half. Not that... It's not a long no, movie. This is, I would say all things considered a pretty short movie. Yep. Yeah. So it's interesting. I wonder what they cut. <laughs> At Paramount. Tell um, us what you cut. Yeah, and then my last three notes are now I want to play with you. And then no fair. No fair. I hated that. <laughs> He goes down so he's quickly. He's so small. Because he's so small. He's so small. And then my very last note is just the I don't want to be buried in a pet I cemetery. Be buried in a pet <coughs> cemetery. Yeah. Um. There yeah. it is. Are you ready to rate it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie four chainsaws. I think this is a pretty good movie. They did a good job casting. The performances are not bad. But, like, the acting is pretty good, I would say. All things considered. The... There's definitely some very spooky imagery, which I was into. Um, It's good. I love a good Stephen King movie. Four chainsaws. Fair enough. I'm gonna give it three and a half chainsaws. Um... I love this story. I think it's super creepy. I think it's really eerie that um, poor Lewis just keeps making this fucking choice. And Pascal is like, no, didn't you fucking learn? Don't bury her in the pet cemetery. And he's like, no, he was dead too long. She just died. It'll be fine. Well, and it's not even like the pet cemetery and the Micmac cemetery are separate places. Well, yes, but that's just what yes. they call it. Um, but yeah, it's just 
so sad. I think that this movie could be better. I wish that the remake had just been a straight remake, honestly, because what it was wasn't good. So they might as well have just remade. Clearly, you fucked up with better effects. Different route. Um, the effects are so dated. I think this movie has some pacing issues, and I really do wonder if the cut would the edited stuff would have made it oh almost certainly like the stuff that they had to cut in terms of story um three and a half chainsaws i still yeah i have to watch this again so that was pet was. (laughs) you said you wanted something to unpack and i gave yes ma'am i love (laughs) being able to unpack it instead of like well some people died that That was scary (laughs) This was a good choice. Well done, Rena. Thanks. It's my pick next, and I don't know what to choose, but we'll figure something out. <laughs> uh, email us. Do the thing. You know the thing. You know the drill. Cheesemosas.and.chainsaws at gmail.com. Tell us, tell us what to watch. <laughs> tell us if you know anything about Micmac traditions. Tell us about your Stephen King story. Yeah. Tell us. Just, just fucking email us. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 